0: We're reviewing some of the points, the general point of the Sikh of Ekev,
1: number five, in volume 19. The Sikha addresses something that bothered me for many, many years. We know that the Rebbe made a tremendous emphasis that people should check their mezuzahs for health and that it will bring them blessings. And this relates also to, to soldiers in Israel, etc. It is a basic you know, Chabad knowledge that you, when there's an issue, you check the mezuzahs and it's going to bring you blessings and protection. It's also brought in many svarim that did ever didn't invent this, that ever clearly emphasized it, but it's brought, as the sikha points out, in the tour, and in the Rosh and in Tesfuz, that this is a mitzvah which is protective, it gives a lot of protection. And that's why it's placed by the door and it should be placed right by the closest hand breath to the door so it protects the entire environment and it further says that it protects you when you're in the house and even when you're out of the home. So do is it's protective, it's good, it's going to help you. I often wonder how does this jive with the concept that we're not supposed to do mitzvahs for the sake of reward. Mitzvahs are supposed to be done for their own sake. And even though it's brought down, the Rambam brings down that it's okay to do a mitzvah for Ulterior motives, but that's an elementary level of service. That's fine when you're young or young spiritually and you need to be brought into the program. Not a problem. They're doing a mitzvah, not for its own sake, but that would hardly be considered the proper way to do a mitzvah. And yet, here, all of these sources and the Rebbe told people to begin with check your mezuzahs. It's going to be good. It's going to bring you protection and bring you health and bring you shmita. How is that an optimum way? of doing the mitzvah when it seems to be that you're doing the mitzvah for the sake of the reward, which we know from many sources is not the optimum way of doing a mitzvah. And the question is further emphasized, and this is what bothered me, when they ever started the annual cycle of studying Rambam, we would learn the law in the Rambam, and the Rambam says that if a person takes a mezuzah and looks at it only as a amulet, and protection, and go so far as to go into the mezuzah and add names of angels, etc., to try to trigger good luck from the mezuzah, says the Rambam, this is not a mitzvah at all, and the person is called a fool, and it borders on heresy, they have no share in the world to come, because instead of looking at it as a mitzvah, they're turning it into some personal game. So this multiplies the question tenfold. So how does the Rebbe and all these Torah sources make such a big deal about the mezuzah's protection. At the best case, it's doing the mitzvah, shaloy ma for ulterior motives, which is never ideal. And perhaps if you look at Maimonides' approach, it is terrible. It's foolish and it's, her- it's heresy. So how do these two things jive? I'll be honest, I never knew the answer to this question. And when I would read the Rabbah every single year when it came up in the study cycle, I took a little peek here and there in commentary, I never really explored it properly. And in the back of my head, I said, maybe there's two opinions. Maybe that's Rambam's opinion. But the others are taking a different approach. But it seemed odd, because these are two extremes. Rambam is calling it heresy. And the Tosfos, and the Rush, the Tour, even, Kesef Mishnah commentaries on the Rambam, and the Rebbe, of course, is saying, not only is that okay,
0: that's, that's perfectly fine.
1: The mezuzah is all about protection. How do you jive these? So, that's the question that the Sikha is addressing. It's one question, but it's really a two-level question. Number one is, how is it okay to do the mitzvah, uh, wanting it to be a protection, when that's a mitzvah which is not for its own sake, and doing a mitzvah not for its own sake, but for reward, is second best. So how is that okay? In the first instance, it should be considered second best. And question two, within the same question, I guess, is that if you look at Rambam, it doesn't even seem like second best, it seems like it's terrible. So the Rebbe innovates here. From my understanding, this is a huge chiddush, a huge innovation, a brilliant innovation, albeit supported very, very strongly by many, many Torah sources. And uh, one who studies the Sicha well with all of the footnotes realizes that the Rebbe has tremendous basis for this innovation from many of the above-mentioned commentaries and others. However, the Rebbe is the one who puts it forth in in these terms as a clear innovation. And the Rebbe
0: says that the idea that a mezuzah protects um, is not a reward, but it's actually part of the mitzvah
1: itself. This is a, this is an innovation. There's something called a reward for a mitzvah, which means you do this, Hashem will reward you. It's a payback. But it's not the discussion for now. Clearly, the, the reward is linked to the mitzvah, etc. But nevertheless, nominally, on a basic level, you are doing a mitzvah, Hashem is paying you, rewarding you, separate and apart from the mitzvah. In fact, mezuzah has its own reward, not protection. Long life, as it says in the Shema. Reward is not something that should be that should be foremost on our mind when we're doing a mitzvah, because that's that's not the ultimate way of doing a mitzvah. The ultimate way is I want no reward, just for the sake of the mitzvah. But when we talk about the idea of shmirah, of protection from Mizuza, says the Rebbe, this is unique and perhaps different than almost all the other mitzvot in Torah. The fact that the mizuzah protects is not a reward. Because I said, the mezuzah's reward is long life. But it's actually the definition of the mitzvah. What is the mitzvah of mezuzah? Hashem instructs a Jew, put a mezuzah on your doorpost, a kosher mezuzah, so that it should protect you. So protection is part of the mitzvah. And therefore, when I go ahead and put a mezuzah on my doorpost, and I check my mezuzah, and I make it kosher, why? Because I want protection. I'm not doing something that's beside the point I'm not diluting the purity of this mitzvah that's the definition of the mitzvah it's brilliant and it's
0: innovative and it's it's fantastic and perhaps it's unique and therefore this is not a negative so if I'm doing a mitzvah, it's reward.
1: That means I'm doing it not for its own sake. So, for example, I'm honoring my parents because I want a long life. It's acceptable, but it's not, it's not uh, preferable. It's not the highest level. You're honoring your parents because you want long life. You should honor your parents because that's the mitzvah. But if I do a mezuzah because I want protection, that's the definition of the mitzvah, and that is okay that is a-okay, that's what the mitzvah is about. It is a mitzvah to protect yourself through a mezuzah. That is the Rebbe's answer, and therefore there's not a problem with the fact that Rambam states that the, ideally we should do mitzvahs for their own sake and not for reward. True, but the protection of a mezuzah is not a reward. It is its own sake. It's a definition of the mitzvah. Perhaps we can use this as an example to this, If a woman lights Shabbos candles, because she wants peace in the home, the reason for lighting Shabbos candles is to bring peace in the home. It's not a reward. It's not a distraction. How dare you light the candles and think about your benefit that you're going to have peace in the home. That's what the mitzvah of Shabbos candles is. It's supposed to bring peace in the home. So if I light Shabbos candles and I do it in order to have peace in the home, then I'm doing the mitzvah correctly. On a more basic level, you might say, if somebody puts a fence on their roof in order so that no one should fall off, that's the purpose of the mitzvah. Clearly, you're doing it because the mitzvah of Hashem, but Hashem commanded you to fence in your roof so that nobody should fall. Proof is that if you if you can protect from someone from falling in other ways, like by slanting the roof, you don't need a fence. So when one puts up the fence and says, I'm doing this to protect people from falling, beautiful. You just did the mitzvah perfectly. What is the mitzvah? Fence the roof for protection. Similarly, spiritual protection. Mizuza up your house for protection. That is the mitzvah. It's not considered that you're doing the mitzvah not for its own sake. If you want to put it into words, you might say it's the difference between a reward and a benefit. This is the benefit from the mitzvah. It's not the reward. And, therefore it's, and it's part of the definition of the very mitzvah. How do we balance this with the other Rambam, where the Maimonides speaks so harshly against someone who sees the mezuzah as an amulet of protection, and he calls it borderline heresy and and it's foolishness that the person has no share in the will to come. Says the rabbi, take a, clear, cl- cl- a close look at that at that language of Maimonides. He says specifically a person who goes ahead and adds into the mezuzah names of angels, etc. He's adding in other things. By doing that, the person is proclaiming that they believe that the mezuzah is not. Protecting because it's a mitzvah, namely the power of Hashem, it's a mitzvah. But that they believe that the mezuzah has some magical powers, like someone who goes to a reader, God forbid, or a, a median or whatever, and they're looking for other magical powers, which Torah prohibits. Because we believe Hashem is the power, and that's all. So when a person takes a mezuzah and says, no, the mezuzah is not good enough, Hashem is not good enough. I'm going to put in names of angels and names of whatever, constellations, all kind of magical stuff. And now I'm going to see it as a blessing. It says, Rambam, you're a heretic. You're you're in defying the mitzvah, namely the divine power, and making it some kind of magical power. The mezuzah itself has some worldly power, which is foolishness, and it is heresy. But only when the person deviates from the mitzvah by writing other things into it, etc. But what says the Rebbe, when, and therefore the Ramam rules it out. But when you leave the mitzvah well enough alone, you're not writing anything. The mezuzah is exactly as Torah prescribed it. And therefore, you know the mezuzah has protective powers. Not because a mezuzah has a magical power. Because Hashem said the mitzvah of mezuzah has the power to protect. There's nothing unkosher about that at all. And the Rebbe discusses it in the footnotes that even Rambam certainly concurs with this. Rambam writes that it's okay that with the fact that the custom is on the outside of mezuzah, we write Shin Dalajud, we choose that name of God, because it's an acronym for Shomer Dalajud, the guardian of the doorways of Israel. And, and Rambam is good with that. How? I thought he said it's heresy to use a mezuzah for protection. And the answer is no. That's only if you're changing the mezuzah and it's no longer a mezuzah. It's some kind of man-made thing that you think has human power or black magic power or natural power, worldly power. That's trafe. That's unkosher. If you have a regular kosher mezuzah, go ahead and understand that it will protect your doorways because it's the truth and it is not unkosher at all. You're not using it as an amulet. You're using it as a mitzvah, which in and of itself is by definition protected. And it's not even considered doing the mitzvah with ulterior motives because you're not looking for reward. This is what the mitzvah is all about. Protection. What I said is very general overview of the scholarly portion of the sikhah. There's a lot of nuance, but that is the general principle. With this, the Rebbe answers and illuminates two very fascinating things in the Talmud and comment there, which seem to be very problematic. I, I'm sorry, one problematic thing from the Talmud and one from the previous Rabbi. There's a discussion in the Talmud that people used to walk around with walking sticks that had cavities within them to hold the mezuzah. And the discussion is, is that considered a vessel that is susceptible to receive impurity? Uh, to, In order for a vessel to be macabre tumah to be susceptible to impurity, it needs to have a, 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 a container, a space, a clay kibble, a space for the container. And those canes... Which have a, 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 a cavity for a mezuzah go into that category. So this is a statement in the Mishnah tractate of vessels. Calem. says the commentary tells Tosos yantif Tosos that what kind of business is this? A cane with a cavity for a mezuzah? So he says it seems viable that in the time of the Mishnah people used to do that for protection, and nobody objects to this. This is the class. This is the commentary. Tosos yantif Saying this in passing, quoting the Mishnah, that people walked around with canes with mezuzah in it. Wait a minute, for protection. Wait a minute. We should, if you take the Rambam at face value, in other words, before you learn this bombshell innovation of this Sikha, and you think of a mezuzah, that if you think of it as protection, that's problematic, it's heresy, or at best, it's not a high level of service. So, why do people walk around with such canes the time the Talmud? And what's the value of having a mezuzah and a cane? Mezuzah is supposed to be on a doorpost. It's not a mitzvah
0: to have a mezuzah in a cave. And yet it seems a historical fact that they did it. The Rebbe brings
1: down a footnote that the previous Rebbe had a custom to have a mezuzah sitting on his desk. That's clearly not the mitzvah of mezuzah, and yet he did it. Says the rabbi, that with the aforementioned explanation, this we can shed some light on that since we're pointing out that the protection of mezuzah is not a reward, but it's actually a definition of the mitzvah. And therefore, even if I have a mezuzah, not in a manner that I'm technically fulfilling the mitzvah, there is still some energy of protection, because that's the definition of mezuzah. I want to clarify that. Meaning if the protection, the Shmita that mezuzah provides is just a reward, it's not nothing to do with the mezuzah per se, it's a reward. Just like the reward of long life, the reward of protection. So what's the point of having a mezuzah sitting on your desk or in a cane? People keep a mezuzah on their car and a necklace. You're not fulfilling the mitzvah. You're not going to get the reward. So who are you fulfilling? But if we've decided and discovered what the Rebbe is teaching here, that what the mezuzah itself embodies protection, that's actually what it is. It's a spiritual fence around your life. So therefore, even if I'm not actually fulfilling the mitzvah of mezuzah because it's sitting on my desk or it's in a cane, but I have a mezuzah in the space, a mezuzah already gives some element of protection. Obviously not as much as if it's on the doorpost, but it already gives an element of protection because
0: a mezuzah is an embodiment of protection. And therefore it made sense for people, in addition, of course,
1: to doing the mezuzah properly on the doorpost, to have a mezuzah in a cane, for previous rabbi to have it on his doorpost, to, to have it on his desk, but that's only understood based on the Rabbi's brilliant teaching here. Another example, the Talmud says that Rabbi Yehudah Anassi, the Rabbi Yehuda, the prince, the holy Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the author of the Mishnah, sent a gift of a mezuzah to a Gentile, a prominent Gentile who was an acquaintance of his, and who was dealing with an issue that he was demons were surrounding him, what have you. And he sent them a mezuzah as a gift, and it actually helped and chased away the demons. So again, pre this sikha, that makes no sense. For a non-Jew to put, to put a mezuzah in their home is not a mitzvah. It's the same thing as a non-Jew shaking a luluf. You might as well shake a pen or a pencil. It's meaningless. So you're giving the non-Jew a mezuzah. If the, the protection of mezuzah is merely a reward of doing the mitzvah, he's not doing the mitzvah. He doesn't have the mitzvah. Aha! Since the rabbi came with this brilliance, that, what, that, that the mezuzah's protection is not a reward. But it's actually what mezuzah is. The definition of the mitzvah is, protect your home through mezuzah. When you're sending an anjo and even
0: though he doesn't have the mitzvah, you're sending him an object of protection. And it worked. And then ever further, based on this, explains another perplexing story
1: of the previous rabbi, something that also I wonder about since childhood. We all heard the story that the previous rabbi, when he was in prison, he was on death row, etc., and he was interrogated, and he... By the by, the Bolsheviks and the Soviets, and he he did not uh, bend, he did not yield. He stood proud. They asked him to say who he is. And he said, "I'm an honored citizen for all generations," alluding to to what the Alta Rebbe was given by by the Czars way back when. And he's telling the Soviets that he's an honored citizen. I mean, he totally did not regard them at all, and he uh, he's not impressed by them at all. He's fearless. And obviously, in that way, he 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 broke them spiritually and otherwise, and and brought about the miracle, miraculous salvation. And part of that was that he didn't respond to them in Russian. He spoke Yiddish, and they needed an interpreter, even though he he spoke perfect Russian. He he did his own thing. The Rabbi describes that he sat in Davin for many hours on Shabbos, and they came and they tried to take pictures of him as part of the protocol, and he waved them away and they walked away. I mean, he was not he was not co- cooperating because he felt. Uh, and he made it clear that this whole interrogation was, was unlawful, even according to their own laws. So when in part of the process of him not cooperating, they said to him, do you, do you know where you are? So he said, yes, I'm in a place which is exempt from a mezuzah. A place to be exempt from mezuzah has to be a disgusting, smelly place like a, a barn of horses or, or a bathroom. And he said to them, I'm in a place, except mezuzah, indicating I know where I am, in a place which is disgusting and filthy and unholy. Says the Rebbe, and I'll be honest, I wondered about this myself growing up all the years. Like, why was he so negative? The, the way of the rabbi, the way of chesidahs, is to spread holiness in a positive way. He wants to snub them, he wants to show them that they don't mean nothing to them. He should say, you know where I am, in a place, the whole world's filled with God's glory. I mean, a place which is exempt from a mezuzah. It's a place that's unholy and filthy. So, so maybe he, he insulted them, but how did he add energy to the situation? How did he add holiness to the situation by saying that it's, a, that it's a disgusting place, where instead he could have said it's a place which Hashem fills?
0: Meaning to say, you guys are not even in charge, even in this place. Why did he say such a thing? Says the rabbi,
1: that according to the aforementioned explanation of mezuzah could be understood. The previous server felt he needs protection. He knew how dangerous the situation was. He wanted a mezuzah. It's not possible to put a mezuzah there. So how do you do a mitzvah when you can't do it? The same way we do the sacrifices when we don't have the sacrifices. The same day we build the temple when we don't have the temple. Namely, we study its laws by reciting the law of mezuzah. Namely, that in this space, there is an exemption of mezuzah. He just brought the mitzvah mezuzah to the space, and I'll have the protection. And that's why he said that. But this only makes sense; this only works according to the rabbi's explanation. Again, if mezuzah, the protection is just a a a, a, a separate result and a reward, separate and apart from the mitzvah. So how does it help by saying that the place is exempt from mezuzah? There's no mezuzah there. So how can he have the protection? But if we understand that mezuzah, the mitzah in itself provides protection, even when you're not actually able to do the mitzvah, by evoking the law about mezuzah, even though he's evoking the law, you can't put a mezuzah there. He is studying the law of mezuzah, and therefore he, it's like he has a mezuzah. Even though we can't put it up, he can't do the physical mitzvah, but he has the mezuzah, and therefore he has the protection. Not unlike the person who has it in a cane or
0: on the rabbi's desk, If you have mezuzah, you have protection. The Rebbe finishes the sikhah by saying that this brings
1: home the importance of the campaign of the Rebbe to make sure that every Jew and Jewess has a mezuzah, and not only the front door, but every single door of the home. It should be kosher, and it protects you even when you're not in the home. It brings from the Zohar. See, all the classic sources speak proudly of mezuzah as a protector. And the Rebbe comes along in this late generation, right before Mashiach, and illuminates and says, this is not contrary to the idea of Rambam. And it's not contrary to the idea of doing mitzvahs
0: purely for their own sake, because that's what the mitzvah is. Protection. I gave this class in my own community here in Port Washington. The people always ask, so what's the relevance to us, other than the fact
1: that we should put bazuzas on our doorposts, obviously, and make sure they're kosher. So I said to the people, I think that in this sikhud, there's a this is, this is my own addition. It's not in the Sikha. But this Sikha is fundamental. Every Sikha is fundamental. Why is that this amazing, beautiful teaching was only revealed in 1974 by the Rebbe and not in prior generations? Because one of the great innovations of Hasidus and successively with each generation, especially in the last generation, before Mashiach, and the moments before Mashiach, the generation of Geula, the whole idea of Hasidis leading up to the Geula is, Enid There's nothing besides Hashem. And it's not that there's God and a world. As an Rebbe said in his first Maimer, that there's Keil Olam. Not that he's Keil Olam, the God of the world, quoting Nachmaneris, but Keil Olam, the world and God are one and the same. That's the Hasidic message. Obviously, there's nothing new in Torah. It's all from, from Moses. But this is Hasidus' message and explaining it through the fact that, that creation is constant, etc. Every molecule in creation is just an expression of divine of divinity. And ultimately, that's what Mashiach is all about. When on Shabbos, if you try to pick a fig, the fig itself will bespeak. that You can't pick it. There's nothing, there's not God who gave rules to live in a world. There's no world. The world is Hashem. The people are Hashem. The whole thing is an extension of the course. The Rebbe brings this home by coming along and the Rebbe emphasizing that the minute there's a medical problem, the first thing you do, even before you call the doctor, perhaps, or at the same time, on the other phone, is you check the muscles. And you understand that that's how the healing comes about. Why? It wasn't so emphasized prior times. And the answer is, this is the Rebbe's contribution. This is what the Rebbe is doing to bring the Shekhinah down to the, the, here in the physical world, taking away, removing the gap, the chism between physical and spiritual, between Hashem and the world. The world's an extension of Hashem so much so, it's a medical issue. Check the mezuzah. There's no gap. And I'm suggesting that this is brought home very strongly in this Sikha. And the Rebbe is so bent on making this point that the fact that mezuzah, even though in prior generations and even in commentaries, they accepted it, but it seems they accepted the idea of doing mezuzah protection almost as a, a concession. The Rebbe comes along and says, it's not a concession. That's what mezuzah is all about. Because he's bringing home the idea through the example of mezuzah. That, the, that mitzvahs are protection, mitzvahs are blessings, mitzvahs are health, mitzvahs are everything. It's all mitzvahs. It's all about Hashem.
0: And every physicality is just an extension of the spiritual truth and of the truth of Hashem.